When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. In my first two years, we cut the deficit $1.7 billion. Into trillion, trillion, trillion dollars. Not billion, trillion dollars. In less than two years. Listen, I'm not Larry Kudlow or Charlie Gasparino or Monica Crowley, Ron Insana, any one of these folks. Kudlow being the best in the business. Kudlow does a tremendous show on this station. Great show, 10 to 1 every Saturday. And, of course, I love his TV show, 4 p.m. Fox Business every day. But he could tell me, it sounds like the president is lying. <laughs> I don't know of any president in the, in the uh not so distant past that has cut the deficit by nearly two trillion dollars, especially this one. But maybe he's not lying. We'll find out right now. Here he is, the great Larry Kudlow. Larry Biden contends he's cut the deficit by nearly two trillion dollars. Huh? <laughs> There's the answer I thought I would get. <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean the. The Washington Post guy, who's really a lefty, has given him like a lifetime Ted Pinocchios. <laughs> I mean, as far as I know, not only has he not it's cut the deficit, joke. right? Not only has he not cut the deficit nearly two trillion dollars, but and again, you're the economist, not me. He's added to the deficit. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, uh, this year alone, uh, fiscal year twenty three. Uh, the deficit's going to come in. Actually, it's going to come in close to two trillion dollars. <laughs> okay, it's it's running two. It's already, I guess we're we're six months into the fiscal year, something like that. Uh, it looks like because of more spending and lower revenues, uh, we're going to have two to three times the original estimate. And by the by, uh, all that malarkey that he's uh, Biden selling. The only thing that happened in the last couple of years is the emergency COVID spending, most of it, not all of it, but most of it, you know, expired. It ran off. He's counting that as a deficit reduction, but it has nothing to do with it. The other thing said is, you know, this phony misnamed Inflation Reduction Act uh, was estimated to cost, I don't know, $380 So it's now been re-estimated by the Congressional Budget Office, but by Wall Street, by the Penn-Wharton model, by the Committee uh, for the Federal Budget. Anyway, it's been re-estimated to cost $1.2 trillion and (laughs) rising and rising. Wow. Because they don't have all these tax credits for climate, you know, for electric vehicles and whatnot. Well, there's no cap on them. They go on forever. In fact, some people have estimated 
they might go on until the year 2044. Oh, my God. Wow. You know, you talk yeah. about the Inflation Reduction Act, and, you know, we keep getting told, the American people, that one of the major reasons why the Fed keeps raising interest rates is to combat inflation. By the way, I heard today that the Fed may even raise interest rates again as early as tomorrow. Wednesday. Yeah. So that's right. They raise raise a quarter. Raise a quarter tomorrow. I thought they were going to stop doing that until we had inflation really under control. Well, look, the problem on that is the inflation rate is around 5%. So that's better than 9 but it's still 5 The Fed's target is 2 so they got a lot of work to do. Um, I don't. I don't think Wall Street think it's quote one and done on Wednesday tomorrow. I don't think so. I think it's gonna. They're gonna have to raise rates uh, several more times. The rate is now at, at five. It'll go to five and a quarter tomorrow. Uh, I think it's got to go to six Sid, mm. before it's all mm. said and done. Well, what does that do to the? What does that do to our, our market, our real estate market, our housing market? Uh, it's going to hurt. I mean, it's very interesting. It's a mixed bag, okay, because I, I want to be honest with you. It's a, you know, I, it's, I know it's, there's Biden politics in this, but I'm looking at the numbers. So the housing market, the residential housing market, is actually showing signs of bottoming, mostly, Sid, because the mortgage rates have come down a point, like from 7 to 6. I'm I'm, I'm rounding here, but rest. Seven percent to six percent. So there's some evidence of a bottom. The one that's really hurting is the commercial real estate market, uh, and a lot of that is office buildings because people have not come back to work. Right. Okay. They're they're still out, you know, trying to work from home. And you read like Jamie Dimon and uh, Elon Musk and others want their employees to get in the office. But it's not happening. No, and no, no, uh, you got a lot of empty buildings. Yep, right? I did. I did. Yeah, especially here in New York City. You mentioned yes. Jamie Dimon. Jamie Dimon on record just yesterday. Uh, Larry Cardo, the great Larry Cardo, ten to one Saturdays, four p.m. Fox Business, a tremendous television show. Jamie Dimon just yesterday saying that the American banking system has never been healthier. Is that true? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Another laugher. <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't, uh, these mid-sized regional banks, I mean, you know this guy, Kevin O'Leary, the Shark Tank guy? Love him. Love him. Yeah, yeah. Me, me too. Right. He was just on, I mean, he's an old pal of mine. He was on our show again yesterday, last night. And, I saw him. Yep. Uh, you know, um, I don't, Jamie Dimon's buying uh, First Republic. And it's it's a lousy buy, really, a lousy buy. And it's going to cost him a lot of money, and it's going to cost the taxpayers a lot of money because the FDIC has got a pony up to cover all the depositors. Um, I don't know why he's buying these banks. I mean, it's they're not good banks. They're not even necessary banks. I mean, it's a funny thing. It's like mid-size. So think of this. Small, honest, small banks, like local community banks, um, well under $100 billion, way under $100 billion in, in footings assets. It, you, you need them because a lot of these rural communities don't have any bank loans, and they have businesses. 
small business. Then you have, of course, the big, big banks, the J.P. Morgans and the banks of Bank of America, um, Wells Fargo. Okay, they're, of course you need them because they're the mainstay of the banking system. But these so-called regional banks, mid-sized banks, I, I, I'm not sure what their purpose in life is. And they're not well run. This is the point that Kevin O'Leary was making. He called them you know, idiots. Yes, um, he did. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very funny. Yeah. Uh, and he's a J.P. Morgan shareholder. He yeah. didn't like that. He said it's garbage. But the point is, they, you know, unless they're awfully good, they've been squeezed and they've managed very poorly. You know, they bought all these long-term bonds and interest rates went up five percentage points, 500 basis points, and they didn't manage their so-called liability liability asset mismatches. So in other words, they didn't finance the bonds properly, and they they weren't prepared for rising rates. Yep. And they should have been prepared, yes. okay? All you yep. have to do is read the Wall Street Journal, for Christ's sake. You don't need an economics department. Right. You can read the, read the New York Post. I mean, everybody knew rates are going up a lot, but these banks didn't prepare for them. And also, there's a lot of insider stuff going on, you know, like the Silicon Valley Bank. I mean, this was a rogue bank. This is a, run by left-wingers. The board of directors are all Hillary Clinton and Obama uh, uh, fundraisers. Mm. They're all climate change fanatics. Yeah. And the other thing that's awful is the Federal Reserve itself, like the, uh, this woman that runs the San Francisco Federal Reserve Bank, okay, Mary Daly, she's a big lefty. She's a big climate change nut. You know, she's into uh, – DEI, uh, you know, equity and inclusiveness yeah, yeah, yeah. and so forth, diversification. Mm. And so anyway, my point is the bank examiners didn't examine. They didn't do their job. Yeah, bottom and, line. And, yeah. yeah, and That's now you know, this other guy from the Fed, the new guy, Biden's guy, his name is Barr. He's the vice chairman of the Fed. So he says, well, we need more regulations. No, we don't. We need bank examiners to do their damn job. And then, of course, he blames Trump. <laughs> well, yeah, they blame Trump for everything. It's, it's incredible. I do want to get to uh, Janet it Yellen. Rained. Yeah, it, it rained. It's it Trump's it, fault, it exactly. It rained last weekend. Okay? <laughs> it was Trump's fault. You I know. Understand that. Uh, Trump's fault. I know. I know. He's going to join me, by the way, coming up a week from tomorrow. Eight mornings, Donald Trump will be here for 15 minutes. I do want to get to Janet Yellen. She uh, basically set yeah. herself on fire yesterday and yelling and screaming that if we don't get this debt ceiling thing worked out by June the 1st, and we're all going to die, basically. So now we got this big meeting. Biden and McCarthy agreed. It'll be Biden, Schumer, and Jeffries on the left, McConnell and McCarthy on the right. I know the House passed something last week, but they also want to try to reduce spending. Not sure how that works. Just tell me this, Larry. Are you confident with this meeting of five that they'll get past this? And if they don't, if they don't, how bad could it get? Well, look, this is the the so-called four corners, the two leaders in the House, the two leaders in the Senate, and then the president meets with them. We went through this when I was in the Trump administration. Um, this is kind of a BS meeting. Nothing's going to happen in this meeting. Nothing. There'll be a lot of finger pointing, a lot of politics. I want to say that Kevin McCarthy has done a fabulous job, and the budget he put together, the debt ceiling budget, uh, was very reasonable, very sensible, 
And that's going to be the marker. I mean, look, there's only one debt ceiling plan out there, and that's Kevin McCarthy's. The others are just blathering about, you know, it's MAGA and it's wacko. It's not MAGA and it's not wacko. No, I know that, but, but people who aren't as smart as you. A lot of sense. Uh, no, but people, with economics especially, Larry, people are not that smart. It's a, it's a tough subject. Um, so people can't really figure out how you spend that type of money and reduce spending at the same time. Well, how do you do that? Well, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting trick, I'll tell you that, having done it for many years. But um, anyway, he look, McCarthy would uh, cut almost $5 trillion from spending over the next 10 years, and it would raise the debt ceiling uh, for one year, okay, March to March. And it's really quite good. Um, but to come back, the the so-called X date, when the Treasury supposedly runs out of money, it does look like it's going to come sooner, Sid, instead of July or August. Now, I don't believe a word Yellen says ever, okay? And, and no one should believe anything she says. But the Congressional Budget Office, which is the official scorekeeper, they're saying the same thing. In fact, she probably got it from them. The reason being uh, capital gains-related revenues are way down and corporate tax revenues uh, are way down. Now, we don't know uh, individual personal tax receipts, but it looks like the April tax date come in short. So uh, the X date, no one knows what the specific date is. But it may come in June, okay, instead of July or August. So these guys had to get their act together. Mm. And uh, what's going to happen here, I think, is basically uh, Biden has got to negotiate with McCarthy. McCarthy holds the trump cards right now. He's got the whip hand because he put out a budget and passed the House. And the White House didn't expect this. They, you know, they downplayed McCarthy. They were wrong. In fact, McCarthy's done two bills. One of them is an energy bill to reopen the fossil fuel spigots. And the other one's this debt ceiling budget reform bill. So he's got he, he's got the cards. OK, he's got, you know, his opening bid was um, one. No, Trump He got, you know, 18 to 20 points in bridge. And they're going to have to deal with that. Um, Chuck Schumer can blather on as much as he wants, <laughs> but he's unless look unless they come up with a product. But the Senate will not come. Not going to happen, product. right? Never. The Senate, Never gonna, right, right. The Democrats in the Senate have not put a budget nope. together in their lifetime. Not ever. capable. They're not capable. So, uh, right. in the final sixty seconds, the great Larry Kudlow, Donald Trump did not make a lot of mistakes. One of the few mistakes he made was he went to Cohen before he went to you. And uh, eventually, <laughs> you worked for Trump and did a great job. Now, look, you're back at WABC getting big ratings on Saturday mornings, Fox yeah, Business. Oh, new numbers coming in pretty good. Yeah, you're doing great. I'm not, I'm not sure why, but they oh, are. Oh, you know why. Yeah, you're great. You're by brilliant. Way, you're great. And, I by, love, and By the way, I spent three years as his economic advisor and loved it. I want to tell you that's it. I love No, that's it. why the question was going to be, with, with as well as you're doing at WABC and Fox Business, because you love those three years, if Trump wins again in 2024 and calls Larry Kudlow, how long before you're at Kennedy Airport? <laughs> On your way to D.C.? <laughs> I 
always take the uh, Acela. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great answer. Oh, I'll take the train. <laughs> you, you know, Sid, I got to tell you something. I've been, I've been with God's grace. I've been sober for twenty eight years. A right? And what you learn in the twelve step program is you take life a day at a time. Yep. A day at a time. That's true. I'm in the same program. I know. A minute at a time. Well, God bless. God Me bless. Too. And the, and I'm just saying that regarding the future, you know, it's a day at a time. I love being back at the, the new WABC with John Katsimatidis and Margot. We all had dinner last night together. I mean, I just love it. I love being at Fox. They've treated me very well. Uh, with God's grace, the show has been a good success. I just love it. So that's what I'm doing every day. I'm going to do it today, and I'm going to do it tomorrow. And Sid, that's all I know. That works for me. You are you're a brilliant man, a great friend, a tremendous yeah. on-air personality, both on radio and TV. Continued success. Stay well, and thank you for coming on. It's always a big honor when you come on my show, Larry. Thank you. Now, listen, this 905 slot is wonderful because, you know, I, I'm not an early rider. Right. <laughs> this is yours from now on, okay, Larry? <laughs> I do want. All right, thank you, buddy. Justin's called me about 730 and all this stuff, and I'm uh, going, yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> he won't do it again, I promise you, Larry. Great job. Right, buddy. You're terrific. You are You're too. the king. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank all you. Right. The absolute best. Larry Kudlow, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. He gets Big numbers every Saturday morning and, of course, 4 p.m. every weekday afternoon on Fox Business. That is the smartest show on TV. Trust me. Especially now that Tucker's gone. That is the smartest show on TV. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at at info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.